0: Thank yeah. you very much. So I think this, I, I, I would like you to go quickly to introduce myself. Uh, my name is James C. Liza, uh, I, I a Tanzanian actually from uh, Tanzania. And uh, I think if you can still hear me, Richard, I um, just wanted to tell you a little bit about it, what I do. And as I said earlier, I actually do now um, work with the, in conservation
1: Welcome to the Leading Stories podcast, bringing you stories, lessons learned, and words of wisdom from the world of leadership, where adult learning and coaching as leaders make a difference. Extraordinary but under-celebrated leaders share their experiences navigating personal and professional journeys and share their view of life from where they stand today.
2: worked out how to record it then or what?
1: <laughs> I have. I have now. Um,
2: so what you were talking about, you had a frightening experience with our guest then.
1: Yeah, one one uh, I think it's the most frightening experience I've ever had. Um, so he lives in northern Tanzania, uh, at the foot of Kilimanjaro. And in yeah. northern Tanzania yeah. there's um, the only place in the world where they have this uh, precious stone called Tanzanite. Right. And James uh, told me that when he was a young lad and he used to look after his father's uh livestock uh the tanzanite was on on the surface of the the ground and they would spend time looking for it and his father used to get mm. really cross with him and said you should be looking after the livestock not playing with these colorful stones yeah he used to get in trouble with it and then at about i think it was the 60s 50s 60s perhaps a bit later the stone became um, became very desirable and so uh, they started mining for it because all the surface stones went. So they started mining for it. Mm, mm. And these Duakali miners, which are the unofficial miners, started to just dig holes um, and dig shafts into the ground. I think Tanzanian government gave two concessions to, or sold two concessions to South African mine mining companies, but around them were all these Duakali miners. And I went with James to, to one of these mines and I went down in it um, yeah. Yeah. and it was unpropped unlit yeah the miners just had their headphone their head uh head torches on uh yeah, strapped wow. on with with bicycle inner tubes wow and i've i've i felt so claustrophobic down there and these guys were spending their whole days down there
0: hi richard james how hi, are james. you i'm very good how are you
1: i'm very good very good to see you you too good very to see you,
0: David, how are you?
2: Yeah, great, thanks. We, R- Richard, was just telling me about your trip down a mine when you were <laughs> much younger with a, a bike, a, a, no, a, a, a head torch strapped onto your head with a bicycle in a tube.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Crazy.
2: Uh, <laughs> was it
0: Tanzanite? Is that what you call it? Yeah. It is yeah. a Tanzanite, actually. I'm, I'm actually in Arusha, which is the, uh, in the southern part of, northern part of Tanzania. And in that side of the, actually, the country, you know, on the slope of Kilimanjaro, there is a deposit of Tanzanite. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this gem is very valuable and is actually found only in Tanzania. So in the village, actually, I grew up, apart from being full of wildlife, um, there is this deposit found in it. And always we had actually people from other parts of the country, people from the main city like Dar es Salaam, and even from Nairobi coming to the area, and it's really difficult because you have to go under the tunnels with the the head coach, as actually Richard said, and uh, you know that's a. In order actually to de- to you really using the really tools handy tools sometimes
2: yeah,
0: and we also use what we call the blast to, to actually to blast the, uh, uh, and try to extract the earth out to try to get these valuable valuable stones yeah, so it's one of actually the work I did just after my 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 primary and secondary education, yeah. I spend a lot of my time in it, try to get the the, the the stone. And it's really one of the difficulty, um work to experience. For the time now, actually, technology is still actually getting mindy, but it's much better compared to, you know, 20, 30 years back.
2: Yes. Yeah, so have they had moved yeah. on from a bicycle in a tube lamp to a, a proper lamp?
0: Or a proper lamp, exactly, yeah. So actually yeah. now they have moved from that to a proper lamp. And yeah. uh, they actually have electricity in the area now, so much better. Wow, amazing. Incredible. Richard, you... Richard you have to visit again. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I was just telling David, I think it was one of the most frightening times I had in the, in the mine. I remember feeling really claustrophobic um, and, and having to go deeper and deeper and it was unpropped. Um, yeah.
0: And so how, how many years did you work there, James? A, two, a couple of years? Yeah, I think it was about four years, and uh, yeah, I was actually luckily, or luckily, I get out of it. And uh, to tell you, actually, one of the the sad side of it, actually, the sad side of that, uh, most of colleagues and the friend I was working with it in that mining, they all died, and they died from cancer, and actually from lung cancer because Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. there's this ash getting in their side. Remember the guy, Richard, you were using his motorbike to go through the hills. Remember the the yeah. uh, Agri? His name was yeah. Agri. Yeah. Agri passed there away five years ago and from the same issue. So, you know, we lost in that village almost all the people who actually didn't manage to come out earlier like I did. So, you know, it's, it's a nightmare.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah and you you used to i don't know if you know this david james would james and the other guys would work for no money so they would they would work just to find stones so you talk james didn't you about the the fact that most miners smoke marijuana to suppress suppress their hunger
0: and to keep them going yeah so that's the thing that's actually what you actually end up um, killing most of them so people um the the way they keep it up is they smoke marijuana and mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. actually drink some strong liquor as well to mm-hmm. keep them going. And, you know, as Richard said, there is no, like, a salary or something. What happens is that if you are lucky to pick up a stone, yeah. then actually you can take to the market and get it. But you can work for years and you don't really get a thing. Wow. So that's really uh, a problem. But anyway, some of the men have been really lucky because if you, Richard, you remember people in Arusha town, Remember the gentleman, the young Masai guy who actually bought a big estate in Arusha and he actually had this big house. And everyone was trying to admire, you know, and he became one of the, uh, what I call the pioneer. And everyone thinks he's actually uh, a model for the young people. Everyone tried to follow him. So that's Mm. really another, another thing. So people, some people who are very lucky, motivated most of the other people to actually leave everything else to go to the mining it was a quite easy life at some point
2: yeah well I, you know i'm just i've got on the other screen here james i've got um google open i just looked up tanzanite what a beautiful stone it is, it is it is very beautiful oh, it's, it's very astonishing yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: well
2: yeah. i can recommend it to anybody who's listening to this podcast to have a look at tanzanite it's absolutely astonishing rich it is blue color, yeah. beautiful is. beautiful